Welcome to the Tantra and Yoga podcast. These podcasts are recorded live at Anuttara Ashram with Artemis and Bhairav in the Nishka Nation of Northern BC, Canada. They bring clarity to some of the fundamental questions by spiritual seekers along the path of awakening. So today I would like to talk a little bit about Tantra and Mantra. Now Tantra, like the field of yoga, Tantra is a huge subject to try to cover in a short talk. And uh, Tantra as well, um, as well as yoga, has been misinterpreted so that many people when they hear the word Tantra, they consider that, oh, we must be now talking about sex or some such thing. And just like when a person, when we talk about yoga, we must talk about be talking about some kind of exercise or something. But Tantra is not sex, uh, for one thing. Now, because of the fascination that the West has over sexuality, Tantra has been blown up into something that it is um, not really. The the amount of um, Tantra, or sexual sexuality, I should say, which is within the realm of, um, of Tantra, is maybe 2%, 3%, 5%. It really depends on the individual. How much does sexuality play in your own life? For some people, it might not be any or very little. And for others, it could play a huge role. And then th this will be telling of how much you involve um, the, the sexual part of Tantra into the things. But uh, strictly speaking, Tantra is not having anything to do with sex. The thing with Tantra, as I'll go on and you'll, you'll, you'll learn more about, is that Tantra accepts sexuality. Unlike many of the other fields of um, of practices such as Christianity which considers sexuality uh, for the most part anyway to be the uh, original sin uh, in Islam as well it's not considered to be a such a holy thing even in aspects of Vedanta sexuality is not considered to be a holy thing whereas in Tantra it is a holy thing see the thing with Tantra at Tantra is a world is a world view and a philosophy of of life within spirituality it's not uh necessarily a theology although there are some aspects of that but but not like a theology like to be a tantric you have to look at uh, your universe in a certain way and there's a certain hierarchy and you know dogmas like this but um but rather that Tantra is telling us, Tantra says to us that there isn't uh, a good and a bad. Rather, there is only the good. So, um, how to put this? How to put this better? Within this, um, within this world, we could call this manifestation. So, the table that's by me, the chair, the the person who's standing there, anything that's material is manifestation. If we like 
open that scope up a little bit more. What about uh, fire? Because fire is a little bit immaterial. It's gases, but it's a little bit um, more et ethereal, you know, like um, even the gas sometimes from a fire is, is burning as usually methanol or something, but but expanding that even a little bit more, we could say even the energy is also part of uh, our manifested universe. So you go to turn on your light, that's a manifested energy. What about the, the energy that's being produced by the body? So we know that there's a, a certain amount of calories that are burned when we go for a jog or a walk or something. So even that as well is a is an energy and we would consider that to be manifest well what if we go a little bit deeper what about into the aspects of our lives which might seem uh, more or less real um, more or less manifested like the emotions in tantra and in yoga in general the and uh, indian spiritualities in general that also the emotions are considered to be manifest because when you're angry you cannot deny that you're angry you know i mean maybe some people will if they want to deny it but if you see somebody red with anger and throwing things around then that person is angry so so it's very much a uh, a reality um not an ultimate reality of course because it's fleeting that that anger is fleeting but it's a it's a uh it's a manifested reality. Well, how about even, and for, for those of you who have had some kind of a meditation practice or you have even just tried sitting down and meditating for some amount of time, you will notice that also there's thoughts. Well, there are thoughts also in manifestation. And yoga would, and tantra would say, yes, that is also part of a manifestation. Anything which is like, okay, you might say, well, a thought is just kind of an imagination or something. Even imaginations, even this is within manifestation. So we're taking all of this manifestation kind of as one unit. And then we have from that what's known as the unmanifest. And so this, is, this is, doesn't mean just things which are not uh, concrete in our world. This means as well things, um, um, as I said, as I said, everything which is manifest. And so then this unmanifest aspect is everything which is manifest in that potential. So it's kind of the, the, the background behind everything, just like, uh, just like in the clouds in the sky, they're being held by the sky. They're being held by certain forces, scientifically speaking. But we could say that within that cloud of of consciousness or within that cloud of the non-manifest, manifest arises within that. So you have this manifestation and you have that unmanifestation. And so what Tantra is saying is that when you take both of these together, when you take both of these realities and put them together like the yin and yang, that you have the ultimate reality. And so because of that, Tantra is, Tantra kind of, um, I'll be speaking about the history of yoga, and in that I'll talk about the history of Tantra a little bit. But Tantra, um, Tantra built upon previous spiritualities, if you will, the previous spiritualities of the past. So it built upon um, the present day 
at the time, which was Vedanta. So it solved problems with the Vedantic, um, with the Advaita Vedantic field of uh, of spirituality, and then built upon that and and um, corrected the parts which seemed for for it to be for there to be contradictions. Just like yoga did with Buddhism and Vedanta did with yoga, etc., etc. So it's not like they these uh, spiritualities. It's not like they they came from different parts of the world. They were all in the same country. So of course, also tantra then was influenced by Buddhism, which was like a thousand years previous. Of course, it's going to be uh, it's going to be influenced by Buddhism, just like. For you and I, because we live in this, uh, in the countries that we do, for many of us, we have been influenced, like it or not, by Christianity. Because uh, um, for the most part uh, of European descent, of course, it's not always like that. But if you grow up in a country which is uh, having this background, it will be pretty hard to not have s at least a a tiny bit of influence there, just like commercialism and materialism influences us, whether we like it or not. And so, Tantra is the kind of full, it's this reality or this, uh, this philosophy and spiritual understanding of the fullness as well as that emptiness, that one isn't better than the other. And this is very helpful in many for many people as it brings a it brings a, an importance to our nature, brings an importance to our earth, brings an importance to the body, which is the inner um, reflection of the earth in our own consciousness. It brings importance to the animals and the birds, and it brings importance to your neighbor's um, uh, like emotional content, because. Although, although these things, they are changing. They're not changeless. They're not unchanging. This thing like a cup or, or a book or something, these things, they change. So yes, they have a material reality and Tantra admits that, yet it's not an inherent reality. And so often, often when it comes to Tantra, um, we're pointing towards first that unmanifested reality and then we bring it back and then we're pointing towards the manifested reality once the unmanifest is realized which is very important and is quite a radical way of thinking because in india much of india is vedantically uh, advaita vedantically um inspired and um uh, most of the spiritual spirituality is even yoga is centered around this Advaita Vedanta, which says that the world is a dream, whereas in tantra and and because the sorry and because the world is a dream, then it isn't important. Whereas when we come to tantra, the world they consider it to be still a dream, although. Although maybe with less emphasis on the dream part, but it's still changing. So the cup will at one day no longer be a cup. One day it will be dust in the earth. Same thing with a book. It will no longer be a book, but it will be earth. Or the 
clouds in the skies, which are always changing. It will no longer be a cloud, it will be rain falling upon us. And the rain falling upon us is also changing. It will become maybe our drinking water, but even that will change into something else. So, so everything within this manifest, even the biggest mountain will fade and fall away and will be eroded down to dust. So everything is moving, everything is in this kind of motion, either with more or less time. And so what Tantra is saying, which differs from that Vedantic point of view, is that Tantra is saying that it, that this manifest is also important because it's being created by the same thing as that unmanifest, that one can't be more important than the other although they can be realized in different ways. So Tantra very much understands a, a gradual awareness, like a gradual awakening. Sometimes it can happen fast, they'll admit, but they understand that, that it can happen um, more with a process of evolution rather than an immediate awakening and you're enlightened forever. And which also uh, correspond, this tantric point of view corresponds to many of the stories of the masters, which I won't go into right now. So that being said, that everything in this world is also uh, very important and can also bring us towards that unmanifested reality and bring us towards that unmanifested reality. Remember I said, that's not the end goal. The end goal is to like bring that back and to be able to act through love and through a pure act of karma yoga and through a pure act of uh, spirituality in essence. So, so on that note, we can understand how many different uh, things in this world are also considered holy. Like, there's a holy tantric dance. Um, there's holy music, and music is a very easy one for us to understand. There's holy, um, you, can, you can write poetry, and this can be a spiritual practice on its own. Also, even reading can be a spiritual practice on its own. Uh, walking can be a spiritual practice. So really, um, you're getting the picture now, I hope, that anything can be considered a spiritual practice. If we also do it in the right way, we have to bring spirit and, and uh, intention into these practices. So at the same time, we can bring uh, sexuality into our spiritual practice as well. And it can be a, a very, very strong spirituality. And it, it doesn't um, need to be something that's sinful or bad, which is kind of maybe if we have a, a Christian background, that that's how it's been viewed upon. And so it can be very liberating that there's this as well. Um, there's other components to that, but I won't get into that. So, so Tantra is this complete view of our manifested universe, of, of this kind of, it's not necessarily illusory, but it's not an inherent reality. Although at some point we might get to understand that it too, even in its changing aspect, it is also uh, sacred and holy, uh, which, which is a very important 
understanding to make, but it has to come from from inside, from your soul. So, so that's Tantra. Thank you for joining us in our Q&A for today. If you'd like to continue on your path of Tantra and yoga, be sure to visit the description of this podcast where you'll find a link to a free Tantra course on mantra meditation, an in-depth Tantra meditation course, as well as our teacher trainings. We have 200, 300, and 500 hour certified Yoga Alliance trainings that blend traditional and contemporary methods so that you can learn and teach authentic yoga in the modern world. We hope to see you at our school. Hari Om.